Bibles, we're going to look at the scripture that's uh, there on the screen, John chapter 8, and we will start with verse uh, 12. <clears throat> John chapter 8, starting with verse 12. Uh, Jesus is the light of the world, is the heading in my Bible. I'm sure yours says the same or close to it. Verse 12, again, therefore, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in the darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said to him, you are bearing witness of yourself. Your witness is not true. And Jesus answered and said to them, Even if I bear witness of myself, my witness is true, for I know where I came from and where I am going. But you do not know where I come from or where I am going. Your people judge according to the flesh. I am not judging anyone. But even if I do judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone in it. But I and, but, excuse me, but I and he who sent me. Even in your law, it has been written that the testimony of two men is true. I am he who bears witness of myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness of me. And so they were saying to him, Where is your father? And Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. These words he spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no one seized him because his hour had not yet come. Will you pray with me? Lord, today as we look to your word, even your word describes itself as a light for our path. Uh, and Lord, we know that you ultimately are the, the light of the world. And so, Father, I thank you that we do not have to walk in darkness any longer, that um, we can focus uh, on the light. We can focus on your truth this morning. Help us, Father, to see uh, you more cl clearly through your, your light. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, thank you for your prayers. I, I'm feeling better. I'm not 100%. Uh, Wednesday, I talked with someone and they said, you sound like a toad. So hopefully I don't sound like a toad, but I don't sound much better. But um, we want to focus on living in the light. And as we focus also on the cross, the cross is the light of guidance. It helps us to see the light of truth, and it also helps us to see uh, the light of our identity. What does a light do? It guides us. Uh, now, you know, however, has there anybody, is there anyone, excuse me, who has uh, hit a deer while driving? Okay, a few of you have. So you understand, all of us understand the, the, uh, the phrase, they were caught like a deer in headlights because they will just stop. They will just focus right there, almost paralyzed by the light of your vehicle, right? Uh, but shining on light on our own lives can also leave us feeling paralyzed as well. Uh, Jesus says in a, uh, John 8 verse 12 that he is the light of the world. When we are challenged by his light, we see ourselves for who we truly are. The cross of light, when we focus on the cross, we can allow ourselves uh, to actually, in a good way, 
be paralyzed by his light so that we can grow deeper in our relationship with him. You know, the gospel is good news. In fact, that's what it means, right? But what we often leave out is that we have to also see the bad news. And the bad news is that we're in darkness. And so we need the light. And Jesus is that light. He is the light of guidance. In John 8, verse 12, it says, When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. One of the things that we learn about God is that he is light. What's the first thing that he created? Light. God said, let there be light. Now, you know, the gospel is the good news, but to, it's like going to the doctor before they can give you medicine. They kind of have to tell you what's, here's the problem. Well, our problem is instinctively because of sin, we would rather walk in darkness. Uh, you know, I don't know how many of you have ever seen the movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? But there's a funny little, uh, the whole movie's funny, but there's a place in it where uh, one of the, the men have just gotten baptized and he, he says, you know, all of my sins are washed away, even that piggly wiggly I knocked over. And then he says that they, they go and they find out another bank was robbed and he actually says, watching this almost makes me feel like I hadn't been saved. You know, sometimes we can walk in the, in the dark so long that we get used to the bad. We get used to doing the wrong. But it's when we see the light that we realize how, how much we need light. You don't realize how dark a room is until a light is turned on. You see, the problem is that without light, it's easy for all of us to get lost. Even when we've been following the light, if we start wandering off... I've heard people say it before, I don't know how I got here. I don't, know, I don't know how this turned out to be this way. Because little by little in our daily choosing, we choose the darkness over the light. The world is dark. The world is a confusing place. That's why we need God's light. If, if, you, if you grew up going to camp, you may have heard this saying, if it ain't in the light, it probably ain't right. You have to remind young people that, and some adults even. You know, it's, and, and we all understand this. No one wants to get caught doing something bad. So what, it, what will they do? They'll go and they'll do something bad in the dark. You know, it's, it's interesting when you really start to think about this. Statistics prove what? That most crime happens at night, right? Because it's an instinctive thought that if, if, it's, if it's hidden, I won't be found out. That's one of the reasons why so many people will, don't want to come to, the, uh, come to church or read their Bibles because the light also exposes our sin. It exposes who we really are. Dwight L. Moody once said, character is what a man is in the dark. It's who we really are. When, when no one's around, when, when you're by yourself, when you're by yourself with your thoughts and your motives, that's who you really are. And so that's why we need uh, the light of God, because it also changes our hearts. One of the, one of the worst things, one of the worst, advice, the worst advice I think you could ever give someone is this phrase, just follow your heart. And here's why. Because the Bible says the heart is deceitful above everything else. 
And so really what we need to do is follow the light. We need to follow God's light. During times of darkness, sin and temptation can gain a foothold in our lives. It's so easy when we're in a dark place to start, as my wife, she, see, she was talking about me and didn't realize I was standing right there. Uh, we, we begin to have these, these sad thoughts or almost like a almost like a blanket of darkness falls on us and we start to get depressed and we see everything is as bad and gloomy, but God provides his light so we don't have to walk in darkness. You know, the interesting thing in the being a Christian, there's, there's such a, a, a paradox to this because we're light, we're called to be light, but we live in a dark world. Jesus calls us to die so that we can live. Jesus tells us that there's victory in surrender. And so we, we live out this, this, this great paradox of, of uh, the world telling us to be one thing. In fact, they have their version of light. They have their version of love. They have their version of, of goodness and, and, and joy. But the truth is, without God's pure light, we are still in darkness you know, as a parent, you begin to realize how important light is when you are walking through the house at night and you start stepping on Legos and you start stepping on toys. Uh, but someone created, and, and you can look this up when you go home, uh, you can find it on Amazon. Maybe you can start uh, getting your Christmas shopping list together. But it's called Bright Feet Lighted Slippers. And these slippers have lights on them. So I guess, you know, you won't, you know, you won't step on something or, or hurt yourself. I don't know how many of you ever seen the picture of the shark and you see his head out of the water and his mouth is open and, and somebody puts on the caption, uh, this shark has just stepped on a Lego. Uh, you know, we all know how that feels. If, and so if you're, if you're a parent, you've stepped on a small toy in the middle of the night, you know how important even small lights can be. I've even said this before that, you know, if you go into your house and you have your ceiling fan light or maybe a chandelier or, or something, that's really not the most important light. The most important light is that night light that you leave on at night so you don't hurt yourself. You know, we're not the great big light. God is the light. We are the night lights. We are the little lights in the darkness. Think about a lighthouse on a darkened coastline. There's even a song written, if it wasn't for the lighthouse, where would this ship be? We understand that, that imagery because we understand in that song, we're not the lighthouse. We're the ship tossed in the sea and that light is reminding us not to crash. Many of us don't, uh, you know, as we get older, as uh, generations come and go, we're probably not taught these things anymore, but a lighthouse showed the boat how close they were to the coastline so that they didn't crash into the rocks. God's light wants to guide us to safe harbor. God is saying to each one of us, no matter where we are today, his job is to bring us safely home. That's, that's really what he's here to do. We have to choose, though, daily to follow his light and avoid the darkness. The minute we wake up, uh, you know, from our sleep, the, the choice begins every day. 
You know, I love the, 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 someone wrote, you know, Lord, I haven't hurt anyone. I haven't said anything bad. Uh, I haven't hurt anyone's feelings. No one has hurt my feelings today. But Lord, I'm about to get out of the bed and I don't know how things are going to go. We often feel that way. We have to choose daily to follow the Lord. We have to set our, our, our in fact, we have to make time. Let's be honest. We have to make time. Because we always make time for what's important to us. Why do we have to do this? Why do we have to choose daily to follow the light? Because life is a spiritual minefield. You ever, you ever had one of those days? I know you have. Everything's going good, and then all of a sudden everything blows up. And you're just like, what, what happened? We're, we're, you know, you almost feel like you're in a fog. Without strong guidance, without the light of God, you and I can slip into dark places that can lead us in the wrong paths. I mean, we've seen this happen to, to ministers. We've seen it happen to church leaders. We've seen it happen to politicians. We've seen it happen to all people. Look at the illustrations in Scripture of the, of the people who, you know, we always think of David, who was this great man of God, and he was, but just by not being where he needed to be and being in a bad place, his whole family broke apart because of his sin. Before you're, If you're not careful, you can slip into a dark place and do things that you never would have thought imaginable. That's why we have to choose daily to surrender to God. The part of Christ's guidance for us is the foundation of truth he provides in the lives of believers. So John 8, 15 and verse 16 we see that he's not just the light of guidance, he's the light of truth. He says in John 8, 15 and 16, you judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, my decisions are true because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. Jesus is truth. Now, there's a, there's a very, probably one of the most, if you could say, ironic uh, portions of scripture, it is at least for me, is actually when Jesus is standing before Pilate and Pilate actually says to Jesus, what is truth? Truth is standing right next to him. And yet he's, and again, here's this great illustration. Pilate is blinded by sin, blinded by darkness. Truth Full of grace and truth is what the Bible describes Jesus as being. He's standing in Pilate's presence, and Pilate has to ask, what is truth? You know, the, the issue when it comes to truth for us is that with so many dishonest people or hearing half-truths, it's difficult to, to identify what real truth is. Why do we let, think about this, why do we let celebrities or sports figures Tell us our politics or what we should believe or where we should stand on issues of biblical importance. When we read and listen to, to, to gossip stories or, you know, social media and we take them for truth. You know, it's really sad. Many people will believe what they see on their, on their phone before they'll believe what's in the scripture. You know, there was a time when a man's handshake was all that was required to seal the deal. That was his personal guarantee. Or people would say, my word is my bond. 
Now, you know, we know that's not the world that we truly live in, so we have contracts, we have agreements, you say you're going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and then we sign it, and sometimes you have to have it sealed, and, and, and you know, uh, people have to give their blessing because we live in a fallen world. We live in a world where we know not everybody tells the truth. But what is God's solution? God says, Jesus says, that his guarantee is the witness of his Father, God. Now you want to know what ticked off the Pharisees more than anything was when Jesus would make these type claims. When he would say, I and the Father are one. Or just here, uh, I am not alone, I stand with the Father who sent me. That irritated them more than anything because he was saying, I'm God. In fact, when he would say, uh, when he said, before Abraham was, I am. And they immediately knew that the phrase I am meant was, was God's name. And so he, Jesus was saying, before time began, I am God. Now we are grateful this morning, each one of us should be, because God does not judge like humans. Uh, God does not judge like humans judge each other, but I will say he has a higher standard. Uh, as one preacher once said, God does not grade on the curve, he grades on the cross. And you know, when you think about it, uh, our job is not to be better than the worst sinner. Our job is to be like Jesus. And so right then and there, we realize that uh, without him, we fail miserably. Jesus stands with the Father, and so we should stand with the Lord. We should be able to, to see through Scripture, through the Holy Spirit ministering to our hearts and, and, and reminding us that Jesus is the truth. And the older that we get, the more that we are involved in, in uh, reading our Bibles and having a close relationship to God, we realize that this word is truth. You know, if you go to John chapter 17, you find the, the longest prayer that Jesus prayed. And in that prayer, he says, Father, sanctify them with truth. Your word is truth. Now, if Jesus is saying that God's word is truth, then, then I, I believe God's word is truth. According to the law, two witnesses were needed to prove something in verse 17. And what Jesus is, Jesus is saying is, uh, he's saying, myself and God, that's the proof that you need. God with us becomes Emmanuel, our Savior, Jesus. We talk about light a lot during Christmas, don't we? We are reminded of the star in Bethlehem, and we think of uh, how Jesus is, is the light. But that's just not a Christmas story. Even today, as the world gets darker and darker, we realize how important it is to stay close to the light. God is with us becomes the proof that we need. God's proof or truth becomes our goal, but we need to know where we come from. There's the identity the light of guidance, the light of truth, and now the light of identity. Jesus was asked in John 8, verse 19, where is your father? You do not know me or my father, Jesus replied. If you knew me, you would know my father also. There again, that connection that he makes that I and the father are one. If you've seen, and Jesus even said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. You ever asked yourself, what is God like? We all have. 
The answer is in the Gospels. The answer is every interaction Jesus had with people. That's who God is. When people needed him, when they were suffering, he showed compassion. Uh, when people were uh, mistreating other people, when people were not where they needed to be, he called them out. You know, uh, Jesus was full of grace and truth, and yet he went in the temple and turned the tables over. Now, some people like that story a little too much. Uh, you know, that's not something that we're called to do all the time. Uh, but, but he was fulfilling Scripture, right? Jesus treated everybody the way they needed to be treated. He didn't treat everybody the same. He treated people depending on their situation. You know, the truth is, we are a people who really do, who really do not know who we really are sometimes, Sometimes we lose our identity. Uh, sometimes we feel like we're without a family or we're, we're without a tribe. We were talking about that in uh, Sunday school this morning, how sometimes we don't feel like we have value. Uh, one person once said, those uh, who cannot learn from history are doomed to repeat it. When we don't know our identity, we can begin to make the same mistakes over and over and over. And not only that, when we don't know where we come from, we don't know where we're going. The end does not matter if you don't know where to start. So what is the solution? Because in dark, when you're living in darkness, you can get lost. The Pharisees asked Jesus, where is your father? And then Jesus said, if you know me, you would know my father also. Jesus had no problem with his identity. He never had an identity crisis because he understood his identity was in his father. He was his father's son, and that's who he was. When someone, you know, I've, you know some people will say, who are you? And they, they'll smile and say, I'm a child of the king. Now, they could be a hundred other different things, but that's what they focus on. When people, when you think about who you are, what do you think of yourself first? Because whatever comes first is pretty much what you think of yourself. Do you think what Jesus says, that I am, a, I am my father's daughter or I am my father's son, that's who he is. Friends, as believers, we shouldn't, have to have a, we shouldn't struggle with our identity. We know who we are in Christ. You know, there's a great, uh, another great movie illustration. In fact, it's my all-time favorite Disney movie, The Lion King. There, it does, nothing beats The Lion King, all right? And if you think different, you're wrong. So I want to share with you one of the greatest illustrations of this. There's a point, uh, of course, Mufasa dies. Sorry if you haven't seen the movie. It's really old. Uh, and so Simba is told to leave the Pride Land. Scar takes over everything, uh, there's, and I'll just say this to you too. There's a lot of great spiritual symbolism in this, in this movie. But there's this place where Simba uh, forgets who he is. He forgets that he is really the king of the pride lands. And then he runs into this, this little monkey called Rafiki, who is really like a guide to him. And he goes to Simba and he says, I will show you your father. And he runs through this tunnel and he sees this water. 
And he says to Simba, look down into the water. And Simba sees his reflection. And he says, I don't see my father. And he says, well, look harder. And as he begins to concentrate, the image, he loses, Simba loses his image and his father's image is seen in the water. And then Rafiki says, remember who you are. You see, it's important uh, because many times in our lives, we forget who we are. And it's when we see the light of God, it's when we see the light of Christ that we realize who we are. And here's the great point. When he sees his father's reflection, Rafiki says, remember, he lives in you. Sometimes as believers, we even forget that our identity should be in Christ as his is in God because that's, that's what keeps us stable. That's what keeps us uh, from, from being like a ship that runs into the rocks and crashes. That's what keeps our God, that our, our identity is in Christ, not in what other people say we are. In fact, not even what we often say we are. I've often said sometimes our biggest uh, villain is the person we see in the mirror. But our identity should be in Christ. We are called Christians. Christians means followers of Christ. That's what we are. We should work to become the true reflection of Christ. Does that mean that in all of our efforts we will make that happen? No, but it means the effort that we have is submitting to him daily. We should strive to be identified as one who follows Christ. So the question for us this morning is, what are we prepared to do with the light that God shines in our lives? You know, the, as I said earlier, sometimes the issue is we're in darkness so long that the light is hard to look at. Uh, you've been in that position physically. You've been in, in the dark, the lights come on, and you, you kind of dim your eyes and you can't see good. You know, sometimes the first thing that light does is it hurts. The truth will set you free, uh, as, as Rick Warren will say, but at first the truth may make you miserable. Are you willing to shine that light into the dark places of your own heart and life? Are you willing to allow God's light to pierce those places in, in your own spirit that maybe you don't tell anybody about? Where His light needs to be seen so that, they, that He can bring healing, that He can make you whole. You know, one of the great things that we learn about light is nothing grows without light. Nothing. We need light to live. We do. The plants do. Everything in this world does. And so we need God's light spiritually so that our souls can live, so that our souls can be healed. Many of us today, when we take prayer requests, which usually I would say 85% is health-related, but think about how many times our souls are hurting. Think about how many times we've been hurt and it really it's our spirit that needs that healing touch. Are we willing to see the truth that the light will show? You see, the, the, the truth is we often already know the truth. It's just that when it's said out loud, that, then something has to be done about it. Can you accept your spiritual heritage and walk through life as a follower of Christ, one who follows 
the light. Sometimes it's hard to follow the light. Sometimes we get in our little places where we like to throw a pity party and we like to think, woe is me. But the light reminds us that our life, our identity is in him. And he has given us the power to follow the light. He has given us the power uh, to accept that, you know what, in this world, this world is fallen and everything will not be totally restored. All of our prayers may not be uh, answered quite the way that we want them to. But ultimately, as we focus on God's light, we realize that his plan will happen and we should be at peace with that. Focus your thoughts on the cross. Focus your thoughts this morning on God's light. I'm going to ask if Evangeline will come and, and, and play the, the song that she has been, we've been using as our time of commitment, Lest I Forget Gethsemane. Uh, just a, a, a moving song. The, the words are wonderful. As we are reminded during this time of Lent, during this time as we get ever closer uh, to that wonderful Resurrection Sunday, but let us not forget that Jesus had to literally carry his cross. And sometimes as we move closer into the light, we have to realize that uh, we're not everything that we think we are. That there's still some places in our heart and in our soul where God needs to do some work. And, and as we get closer to God, he begins to reveal those things that maybe a year ago or five years ago, we just weren't ready to talk about or discuss or deal with. But as we get closer to the light, we're able to see more clearly that there is work, still work that needs to be done. Let him do that work in you as, as uh, the song is being played.